Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Life and a Cup of Coffee, where we, well, we're sitting here at the table right now, and we're going to talk about God, life, and where we fit in over a cup of coffee. And Evelyn, it looks like you're finishing up your cup, cup of coffee right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not having one because it's the evening time. Yeah, that's okay. okay. And you're one of those people that can actually drink coffee at any time. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I'm looking at your notes right now, and I... You know, Can when you, you understand my yeah, handwriting? Yeah, I, I actually okay. can understand your handwriting. So let me just look over this. It says podcast Sunday or video podcast. Um, and f- so I feel sorry for someone who kind of like picks up your notes like on the street or something because it says death. <laughs> <laughs> Has words like this, right? <laughs> death. Afraid. <laughs> persecute. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, we got I a problem like here. A- you know, oh, check, check this out. Problem in America. Um, oh I sound my. like a Baptist oh, preacher. How about this last one? You ready for this? Being flogged. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome stuff. You know, and it's like, I feel bad. Like, oh my gosh, I lost the notes. Where are they? Uh, 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 here come the cops. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is pretty serious stuff. But no, honestly, um, we're going to be talking about the topic of death today, right? Um, now, this isn't going to be a very long video co- um, video podcast. I don't know what yeah. to call these things. You know what video I mean? Video podcast, honey. It's okay, yeah. Simple we'll, like that. We'll video call it that. Podcast. Okay. But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about death because I, I think, you know, what I when I hear the word death in, in um, Christianity, I think um, of a phrase, and I call it um, a theology of suffering. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by theology of suffering? Yes. You want to help me out here? I just, I just want to see where your mind's at. Um, I think it's, we feel like that we need to follow Christ. We're going to have suffering, and that it's our theology. Basically, yeah, it's, it's what, just as simple as that. Well, there's an understanding of suffering, and then there's a theology of suffering. Uh, theology of suffering, because theos mm-hmm. means God, okay? So you, we, we um, suffer in light of what we know about God in mm-hmm. response to things like that. So when I say theology of suffering, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because the world typically doesn't have, they have an understanding of suffering. And the world, by and large, I, I see, at least within the context that we live in here in America, is that there's an avoidance of suffering. Okay, and I have largely seen that spill over into Christianity. Um, so much um, for the um, thing is that like we don't understand what true suffering is. All right. Well, especially in America, it's it, yeah, especially, and there are places in the world where like, hey, where are the Christians? Oh, they're the ones being persecuted, right? Do you see that? You don't see that going on. Where are the Christians in America? Well, they're the ones uh, I, I don't know being picked on, right? And and here here we have we need a deeper theology of suffering because if when you read like books like Acts, okay, beginning in chapter four, suffering enters into the picture, all right, and then it's in almost every single chapter until the end of that book. If you read the Gospels, you see um, Jesus as a suffering servant, right? Mm-hmm. And you tend to think about cross. Oh, well, yeah, he went to the cross. He suffered. He clearly suffered there. But I believe that Jesus faced um, suffering through opposition of the religious leaders. He mm-hmm. faced um, a total rejection from his own people. He faced um, persecution psychologically, spiritually. You know, mm-hmm. you see him suffering um, in the wilderness trials. 
right? I, I especially think he suffered um, because of the rejection. Because you yeah. know, I mean, he's after all, he's the son of God. He's God, and um, he knew what would be happening, and he knew our hearts. And, and that's like if you think about the person that you love, and and they don't accept you. Yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, um, your own people, but it gets really. Um, pretty bad when your own family doesn't accept you. Mm-hmm. And you, you read that, that Jesus's own family, there were siblings that didn't really accept what, you know, what this was all about. Mm-hmm. And um, to be rejected by your own family, not necessarily rejected, just like, man, something's, something's out with this. You got to stop this. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a sort of suffering. But um, the point is, you know, just so early on in this video podcast, I think we have so many blessings that we have in America, um, and I, I'm just saying that because that's the context that we live in. We don't understand what suffering is. We understand what being picked on is. We understand mm-hmm. maybe having a bad day, okay? But I have never feared for my life walking out the door because uh, because Jesus the Christ is my Lord and Savior. I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what that's like. I don't know how I would handle that situation if it, if I were to encounter that. I will tell you that I read stories, okay? There's there's magazines, you know, on Christianity where people are truly suffering mm-hmm. in the world. Um, they can't get work because they're Christians. They um, There are places in this world where they are treating Christianity, Christians so poorly um, 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 to the point of death, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, I was going to say they... They killed them. Yeah, so th- so that's pretty pretty um, nasty. So we need a theology of suffering. So what I would challenge um, our listeners to do is like here here's here's where it gets real uh, real to us. When you think about Jesus and the message that he brings, yes, he certainly brings a message of love in the gospel. We love to preach on that. I'm a pastor. I preach on that weekly. It's a beautiful message, but. What does Jesus teach us about suffering? And that's the question that we have to see. How does Jesus, like maybe going to the cross, he shows us that did he avoid suffering? No. No, he he took it head on. Did he want to? No. No. You know what I mean? And you see that portrait in the garden. You know, when he's, he, he's praying to God, man, this, this cup that you, you want me to drink, oh, man, if, if there's any other way, right? And instead of taking the cup from him, by the way, Jesus prayed a prayer and um, God the Father said no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really think about that, you know, a lot of us, we go to prayer and we're like, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to say it? Sometimes it's just not, the answer is no. So you see God the Father saying no to Jesus the Son <laughs> right there. That's pretty heavy stuff. It must have been God suffering too. because it, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How could a father not suffer, yeah. right, for that? So we do see this, and I think we should really pay attention that Jesus doesn't go around it, okay? He faces it literally head on, and he does it um, on behalf of us. And he shows us. How to, and I think that was, that's the whole point is he showed us, he joined us here and showed us how to get through this life suffering because he knew there would be suffering. There's just no, no way around it because of our free will and how we treat each other. Well, let's say that, um, let's say that there is no life after death then there's no point in suffering, is there? Correct. Right. But Jesus, he shows us how to suffer and he goes in 
faces suffering and comes out the other end mm -hmm. with life. And I, I think that's huge right there too. And we got to focus on th these things, but here's the cool thing here. Um, you have this written down. I love this point that you have. How do you persecute a people who are not afraid to die? <laughs> that mm -hmm. is, that's awesome. Because like if, if, um, sin satan's ultimate weapon is what humor no, oh, <laughs> no. his satan's ultimate weapon is death oh yeah yeah you know i mean gotcha. if, if that's and, and that's what the whole world is afraid of death okay um then you got yourself a problem okay because that is like the ultimate weapon okay you your your persecution your suffering your torturing leads to the ultimate end of death and if death is the only outcome that makes life just terrible mm -hmm. right i'm um, suffering but Along comes well. People are going to die whether they suffer or not. I know, but so. it's uh, but, but it sh is it an avoidance? Well, we'll answer this question very shortly, mm -hmm. okay? And it's the question like: Can it su should suffering being avoided? If so, how much can suffering be avoided, or can it not be avoided? And if not, then how do we face it? Okay, those are the philosophical, theological questions right. that we're facing but right can now. Can I can I say that some people choose suffering because the way of suffering is the way of helping people? Um, and doing things that may not be accepted well, or well, acceptable. Yeah, well, in a moment, we'll talk about suffering, okay. I think, because, you know, you can choose suffering and be a moron, <laughs> right? I mean, you can be stupid about it, right? I'd hate to use harsh words like that. Or you can just be wise and, and you know, and, you know, glorify God and, and these things, okay? But if, that, if death is your ultimate <clears throat> weapon, you get this group of Christians that come along with this life after death um, understanding, right? Okay. And I'm specifically talking about Christians here. You can invite other belief systems into this if you want to. But, and they don't, and they are not afraid to die because they have this, this belief that there's life after death and through their suffering, they glorify God. So if death is the ultimate weapon, how do you persecute a people who are not afraid of dying? Mm -hmm. And that that is like the amazing thing. That is what like that they came up with. The Romans had this this crucifixion thing going on, death and all that. Mm -hmm. We will end you. And the Christians are like, okay. It took the sting out of it. It really did. I'm like, how do you deal with that as a people? If like I'm going to kill you, and they're well, like, so that's because I'll the, live if yeah. you kill me. And you're like, wait a second, you'll live if I kill you. No, you'll die if I kill you. And they're like, no, I no, very we, much will live because I have the faith and the belief that carried him through. Yeah, and that's what Jesus shows us in his suffering and his death that he he comes through the other end and shows that there is life. Mm -hmm. And because Jesus shows that there is life and we can have that life too he gives meaning to our suffering mm -hmm. because if there's no life after death suffering is meaningless you know and um death does have a sting you know because this life i i think my conclusion is you cannot avoid suffering mm -hmm. um in whatever form can suffering be in degrees a lot of people when they hear the term suffering they immediately go towards torture physical pain mm -hmm. but can suffering be in other oh, things yeah yeah mm -hmm. suffering is watching someone you love die and go through the process of dying that's a suffering so too. It's does not. the per is it better for the person to avoid loving that person then no people do that though yep they do yeah um what about you know like cancer mm -hmm. 
for many, that's unavoidable. Yeah, it's not just the person with cancer that's suffering. It's the people who around them who love them who are suffering. I mean, they go through it too. It's just in a different way. What about hunger? Mm-hmm. What about um, depression? Yeah. Psychological suffering. Yeah. What about the suffering of um, just? I here here's a good one. Um, I don't know how to put this in words. This is going to be the first time I'm actually trying to put this in words right in front of you. Um, in America, we are so blessed to be a people. You ever consider that your blessings can actually be a form of suffering because it keeps you shallow? Mm. It keeps you from growing in depth. Okay, so... I don't know if you think you're suffering right then, but certainly later you might... Um, you're not going to be able, be able to suffer. Yeah, well, well, I think that... Well, help me out here, because you see what I'm trying to work yes, out. Yeah, I think that, let's say you're a Christian, but you avoided suffering, um, and yeah, you die, and then you're in front of God, and, and you, you may not go to hell, but probably not, because you're a Christian, but yeah, I think not. that you will probably <laughs> have so much regret, and I believe that's your, your tears will certainly be wiped away at some point, but you're going to go through a period of regret, I think, I don't know everything, but no, this is um, a really it's a complicated thing to talk yeah. about what we're trying to figure and, out here. And I'm thinking that possibly you'll go through a period of suffering of, oh my gosh, I let you down, I let them down, I let myself down, I let my spirit down, I let my soul yeah, down. Yeah, how do you face that? Yeah. I don't know. Well we might find out one day. <laughs> oh I hope gosh. not, but like, we might. How do, how do you face standing before God knowing that, oh my gosh, will you wipe that memory clean? No. I mean, and sometimes don't, <laughs> right. and sometimes it's like, I, I think you'll understand the things that you've done to people and you've probably repented of those things, but there are things that you so don't even know that you did or didn't do, mm-hmm. um, how you might've taken another road. Um, hopefully it will be a road that is helpful in all ways. You know, you've got these different roads you can take. Hopefully each of the roads will be something where you're helping someone not, I'm going to go on this cruise um, for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about having a cruise and enjoying life. I'm talking about just taking your whole life and, and everything is about you and enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to follow. It's hard to follow this conversation, not, not because of what you're saying, but because of our topic. So what you and I are trying to do right now is figure out this whole idea of suffering and what that really, how important it is to, for us as Christians to develop a theology of suffering. Am I correct in that? You are correct. Okay, so um, give me a second here because um, in, okay, in Mark chapter 8, I'm actually working on a Bible study with this right now. It, that's the part where Peter declares who Jesus is. Okay, Jesus pulls him aside and said, who am, who am I to you? And he says, you are the Messiah. And here's what's really interesting. He had an understanding of Messiah. Messiah was going to deliver them from their oppressors, okay, the Romans, and then God would usher in this new age um, that would look very much like uh, King, the reign of King David, okay, the glory days of the Israel. Mm-hmm. And everything would be restored. This was the idea of Messiah, right? Notice I didn't say Messiah had to be divine. They didn't have an understanding of Messiah being divine, mm-hmm. okay? But Jesus was divine, is divine, right. okay? So Jesus asks them about this, and they answer, you are the Messiah, okay? Um, yeah, you are the Messiah, and he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. We're going to get into the whole theology of suffering in a second, okay? And then after this, 
Immediately after answering this, remember, Peter and the other disciples have this version, this understanding of, of Messiah and who Messiah would be. So you are the Messiah. Jesus knows their thinking, and then he responds this. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and, he, and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days, rise again. Mm-hmm. It's like, your understanding of Messiah is not who I am. So the whole question of Mark is like, who is this Messiah? Oh, it's a suffering Messiah. And Jesus is saying that, okay? And then guess what happens immediately when um, he tells him this? Well, um, but turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Remember, Peter said, no, you can't be that kind of Messiah. Why are you talking like this? You're supposed to conquer Rome. You're supposed to deliver the people. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. I'm you know? showing you how to do it. And notice he didn't even like mention anything about Rome in that mm-hmm. picture right there. And then here's the other thing. I want. I just really want to focus on this, and we'll talk about this, because I think this is where we can start developing our theology of suffering, okay? Um, so he says, get behind me, Satan, for you're setting your mind on, on divine things. Oh, he's like, I'm a divine Messiah, right? Things of God, um, but on human things. And then he says this. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them. So now he's calling the crowd. Why did he call the crowd mm-hmm. to him? He called the crowd because this isn't just for his disciples. It's for all people who follow Jesus, okay? And he's basically saying, here's what you need to know. If anyone... If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for the life? Okay, those words he says to them. And here's the thing. He's teaching them how to be disciples, but a lot of people miss this. Everything that Jesus said okay, about this, he actually did. Mm -hmm. He set the example. And he was letting them know, this is going to be your mission. You are my disciples. This is your mission. This is how Christianity spreads. And and it's not Jesus isn't going to be like, you do this. I'm going to avoid this. This is going to be your mission, to suffer, to pick up your cross and follow me. Okay, but I'm not asking you to do something that won't be happen to me. All these things will be done myself. Jesus picked up his own cross. Mm-hmm. Jesus was crucified. Jesus lost his life in order to gain his life. Jesus, do you do you see what's mm-hmm. happening? He is literally setting the example. And you know what's interesting is that um, most kings would send their army out, but they wouldn't go to fight the fight. They wouldn't put themselves through it, except for. King David, and maybe there were some, but Jesus comes from the lineage of of that. I would, I'm gonna, um, no, no, I I wish that were the case, Evelyn. Um, When you go back to King um, Saul, and then King David comes, Mm -hmm. and you have um, Goliath out there, out in the open, Philistine, Mm -hmm. challenging army. you have King David fighting, and the whole issue was why wasn't King Saul fighting? That's what I'm saying. Okay. The other thing was, yeah, it, it, yes. It, well, the kings generally did go out and fight okay. for their people. That was actually the role of the kings in the Old Testament. Okay. A king was to fight and destroy the enemies for the people. Um, in fact, one of David's um, biggest follies, the Bathsheba incident. Mm-hmm. Did I say the name right? Mm-hmm. Why is my voice really high right now? <laughs> no, um, but um, the whole folly is like, and he stayed behind. In other words, he was supposed to go out in battle, but he didn't. Yeah. yeah. So well, the kings did go out in battle. That's because he was having and, um, the guy murdered. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what he was having. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so sorry about that. I, I just was trying so, to. Put no, some no, I, I think that's great. Um, I, I, you know, and I love the f- fact that you pointed that out about the king. But the thing is, here, Jesus, he, he, in the in the Gospel of Mark, it's a theology of suffering. Mm-hmm. In the Gospel of John, it's a theology of love. And that's the contrast that we we tend to go towards, like this loving discipleship, and we are to love. We are to love, but we, it's a, it's coupled with suffering. Did you know that in the Gospel of Mark, I, I think um, he only uses a word if you love a few times. Discipleship is not about love, but in um, but it's it's very much about suffering. I know I already said that, but I just really want to emphasize this because in John they will know you because of your love, right? Mm-hmm. You see the totally different message right there. In Mark, we have a theology of suffering. Now here's what's interesting. A lot of people right up immediately after that, Jesus goes up to mountain. He's transfigured right before them, um, Peter, James, and John, mm-hmm. right. And well, remember just earlier when I read the verse, I said they didn't have a con, uh, an understanding that this Messiah would be divine. Mm-hmm. Jesus knew this, right? Um, so Jesus takes them up on the mountain and he shows them what kind of Messiah he is. I'm divine. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus is not showing off on the mountain. He's revealing them. By the way, mm-hmm. not that kind of Messiah, not a human Messiah, but a human God man. Messiah. And that's the whole idea behind the transfiguration right there. But what Jesus shows us is ultimately, I think Mark is a beautiful book to learn a theology of suffering because Jesus himself suffered. But you have to understand it wasn't just he suffered on the cross, like Isaiah 53. It talks about the 52, 53, it talks about the suffering servant motif. Um, Jesus suffered in so many ways. If you read Philippians, you know, the Christ hymn, it says Jesus gave up. He didn't see equality with God to be something to be taken. You know what I mean? He gave all that up. Jesus gave up everything. And a lot of people don't understand this, but when Jesus took on flesh, he gave he he took on flesh forever. The body that died was the same body that he took up. He gave up, okay, that to all that he was to take on flesh, and he took on flesh forever. Tell me that's not suffering. Right? Um so, I mean, you got some pretty serious stuff going on here. So what does Jesus teach us how we should suffer? That's the ultimate question, right? Because it doesn't matter if Jesus suffered if we can't be disciples who learn from his suffering. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we can really pinpoint what does it mean and how do we literally respond to suffering? Well, my first answer is don't go towards ultimate suffering. Don't go to the end of things like, well, when I get this death sentence, not when I get tortured, don't go there. I'm talking about suffering every single day. You go to work and you're treated poorly. That's a form of suffering. That's a form of persecution. And you have to handle that in a manner that would honor God. Mm-hmm. And that really is those, what would Jesus do? And it's not necessarily this, is how is Jesus transforming my heart in this situation to show that I can bear through this? And then, yeah. then you learn well, through those things. Yeah. What are your of, thoughts on that? Well, I think a lot of times, I, I agree, a lot of times um, we can listen to that and go, yes, you're right, and we're going to do this. But really, honestly, when you are suffering, all of a sudden, the last thing you think about sometimes is praying to God, and you're trying to solve these things on your own. 
But oh, man, then when that's you, good, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. when you do pray to God and you feel like, I'm not hearing you, I'm not hearing you, and I'm suffering here, and it's hard to wait through it all because sometimes the waiting through it all, you'll get your answer or, you know, God's got a better timing than any of us, certainly. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe perhaps there's lessons to be learned in the waiting and the suffering that you won't learn if you're not suffering Yeah. for a period of time. Um, before we close... What do you think about degrees of suffering? Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, I think so, yeah. What is like the smallest degree of suffering? A baby hungry. Right. Right? They they can't really do anything about it. They're so reliant, but they're getting so up. hungry they're suffering through that, right? Yeah, getting up in the morning um, when you're tired, but you got to go to that's work. That's a form of suffering because yeah. it's a problem that you have to resolve, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it might But those not, are little ones. Those are, it, those are little, little sufferings. Now, I think in life... Although for some people who are sick with rheumatoid and stuff, we know some people who have a real hard time we do. in the morning. So that's that's more than little but the, for them. But how are you going to glorify God in that? In other words, right. how are you going to spread the gospel and not your grief, right? But but at the same time, allow people to share in and love you and help you suffer mm-hmm. through that. It's a very weird, strange conversation. Uh, and, and sometimes the way you do that, uh, if, for instance, if somebody is not doing well the way that they glorify God is to allow other people in to help them. Yeah. So there's this like balance. Now the thing is like, don't go looking for suffering because there's plenty of it to be, to be found. Mm -hmm. You're surrounded by it. Life is suffering. Life is also joy. Okay. So this means something. Let's answer a question. Is suffering unavoidable? No. Okay. Wait, let me, yeah, it, no, you can't avoid suffering. Right. Okay, you cannot avoid suffering. You had me for a second. I yeah. kind of like lost Is it. Is suffering unavoidable? No. No, you cannot avoid <laughs> suffering, okay? So don't waste your tra- time trying to avoid suffering because the moment you try to avoid suffering, you're seeking what? Pleasure, right? Um, so you avoid suffering. You have to seek something else, Okay. And, um, man, you might find it for a while, but the funny thing is it always ends up in suffering. Well, I mean, if you give an example, if you go down this path, you'll avoid suffering. If you go down that path to save someone, someone's life, you're going to suffer. I think being in relationship is going to eventually lead to some form of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. I I think all all true loves end in a form of suffering. It's so sad, too. Yeah, and you you have to be... God wants us to be in relationship. He calls us to be in relationship. So yeah. So this is a very tangled conversation. Um, I, I I do have an answer um, to it. Suffering is unavoidable. We have to learn how to suffer and resolve these issues in order to live a fulfilled life. Jesus showed us how to do that. He really did. Don't just think of the cross. Look at how he lived his life. He lived it according to God. He loved people. He cried when they hurt. He suffered with his people, and he suffered for his people. And I think we have to take that on. We have to suffer for people, okay, and we have to suffer with people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best answer I can give. Is there reward in this? Yeah, doesn't always look the same, right? But I, I can tell you that Jesus went in one end of the suffering, and he came out the other end of life. 
And, and sometimes there is reward later on in in the life before you get into the other life. Uh, you just don't know it until maybe years later. You just yeah. don't know. This is a very this was a very deep tangled conversation. I particularly enjoy these conversations. Me too. If if you were having a hard time following along with this, really we're just asking the question as a Christian, how do you respond to Jesus setting the example for suffering because suffering is it's unavoidable people. Mm -hmm. And we really need to have a secure theology of suffering in place. Because I'll tell you what, when those sicknesses come, when those severe sufferings come, you're going to run to your theology. And you're going to be either be like, God, you caused this in my life, or like, God, these things happen in our life. Do you see where a theology of suffering is really important to have? So I want to encourage all of you who are listening Try to work on how am I suffering, what is suffering. Try to work through these things so that when the trials come, you can move through it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Do you have any closing words, Evelyn? Uh, not really. My <laughs> mind is fried right now, and it feels I'm a little good. hungry. I think that's what's going on because it's late. Yeah? Are you yeah. suffering right now? Oh, well. Yeah, Don't worry. Well, we only got three more hours yeah. to go. <laughs> God bless all of you. I mean, um, I don't. I really don't know what else to say mm -hmm. about this, except that it was a really deep conversation. I think it's one that was important to be had. If you have to listen to it again, um, is it's because you found my paper on the street somewhere? And again, yeah. if anyone found this paper yeah. on the street, we're getting five to ten. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. God bless all of you. Um, think through these things, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Thank <laughs> you.